Yo, uh, welcome to this episode of Omni Asks, uh, whatever, the semi-podcast that I still haven't uploaded. Today we're joined by <laughs> Foxfly, who's the first artist I've actually, who we've done this with, who I've actually met in real life, so congratulations. Hey, there's a first for everything. I know. How's it going? It's going good. I've had I've had a beer. Things are feeling Same. good. I had a glass yeah. of wine before this, so it's gonna be fun. <laughs> uh, excellent. It's gonna be a great the, time. The though. tipsy episode of the Ask Me Any. <laughs> Ready. And uh, cool. Let's uh, let's let's start off. So this is from Ico, who asks uh, Stormwav Z. <laughs> yeah, Stormweb Z. Stormweb Z. <laughs> what were your thoughts when when I initially when I was on the train and I asked you to fucking stay Stormweb Z? <laughs> what were you thinking <laughs> at the time? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm always down to fucking play into a meme, so I'm just like, all right, all right, this is gonna be a little tiny meme. So I just for you know, just some friend stuff, and I realize this entire server is just like, oh yeah, Storm Gay. <laughs> 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 I'm just like, wow, all right, yeah. so that's how it'd be. Yeah. Uh, that's a little bit more than it. <laughs> um here we go. This is a this is a good one, uh considering what we just talked about before the, the recording. Um yeah. this is from Gabe. What's the longest period of time you've ever been awake for? Longest period of time. Yeah. Probably mm, uh, I want to say maybe 36 hours or so. Nothing too Holy crazy. Shit. But why? Why were you uh, 36? I think... Uh, when when was it? I'm just trying to remember, like, recollect of all the time. Like, there were a good amount of times where I've been up, like, more than 24 hours. But I think... I think the most memorable one of all that was an instance where... Yeah, like I was, uh, I went to, I went to the Netherlands this past January. Mm-hmm. So, and like I had a red eye flight because like I left, I left the, uh, or my flight departed at around like 7 p.m. EST. Um, got there at around, oh, uh, I'd say about like 8 a.m., which is pretty much like 2, 2 a.m., like my, for, uh, for the sort of body clock that I have set. Um, and that was basically up until, oh god, I don't know, late. It was, but it, it basically like the thing is when I get like uh, sleep deprived, <laughs> yeah, for the most part, I I am a fucking. It's like I've it's like I've had fucking like many shots of tequila, for example. <laughs> like I I am just a fucking giant baby that is spewing random shit out of my mouth like not in the, in a puking aspect but just like word salad aspect and it's just yeah. uh but yeah somewhere around like 36 to probably mo- more so like 48 hours yeah that's jesus. probably that so jesus already um here we go this is a question i have for you um how do you respond to accusations that you and flight are the same person <laughs> i like that question actually that's a good one um <laughs> Yeah, because it is a bit of a meme that we are either twins or brothers or anything like that. 
which is not the case because I'm half Filipino and Justin is full on white bread. So <laughs> there's no correlation <laughs> correlation whatsoever there. But I mean, like, I mean, it's it's huh, it's kind of like it's 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 kind of funny in a sense. <laughs> But it's like it's also somewhat sad in a way, not in like a depressing way, but it's just like, you know, it's just like I'm like, like, for example, I had this recent show with, in, in New York uh, with like the worship tour and, and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And everyone was sort of making like posts on Instagram and shit like that. And Culture Shock uh, made a post about it and stuff and like tagged everyone that was like in a group photo. And of course, he got. He, in terms of the people tagged, he got myself and Justin flip flop. <laughs> oh, no. So then that ended up causing people to fucking DM me on Instagram, be like, "Dude, I I loved your set at the end. My set was at the very beginning. I loved your set at the end, and I love your song. Like fucking, I don't know. Insert one of Justin's songs. I'm just like, hey, thanks, thanks for that. Uh, but that ain't me. <laughs> it's just like. It's uh. What was your know. um? It's... What was your inspiration behind uh, "Come Come Before the Storm" then? When you produced yeah. <laughs> oh, you know, I just you know, it was a stormy day, and it was just like, oh man, you know, <laughs> no. Um, but uh, I mean, they were like, it's just like we sort of when when Justin and I are sort of like just talking, like mm-hmm. if you're in person or in Discord and shit. It's like, of course, that sort of topic gets brought up. Yeah, and I sort of look around where it's like, dude, I'm getting face tattoos. So it's like so that way. <laughs> that way, there is <laughs> difference between us. I just it's, it's, it's a just word like, box plot on your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I, dude, I'm gonna be honest. When I saw uh, you B two B flight at Liquidity last year, I legitimately couldn't tell two to apart. I, I mean, all right. In that sense, in that sense, yeah, it was completely unplanned that we were both wearing hats. And we were both wearing dark colored clothing. Oh, yeah. And we were, were both, you know, it was just like, it was completely unplanned in that regard. Yeah. Like, I thought I was wearing something that was like a little bit more neutral. Of course, Justin had the same ideas. <laughs> it just didn't help. But I mean, I don't know. I'm either way, it's, it's all, I hope it's all just a meme and everyone knows the Alrighty. Um, okay, this is from AU. Um, okay. What got you into drum and bass production specifically? Um, <clears throat> so it, uh, it all it all starts back in 2011 or so. Okay. Where uh, if if you like, so you know there was like of course UKF drum and bass and the UKF channels that were sort of blowing up and all that sort of stuff, and there was this other promo channel called Panda Drum and Bass, mm-hmm. and I remember this specifically because this was also the time period of YouTube where everyone was putting some sort of hot chick with big tits in the thumbnail. Yep. So me being a fucking 13 year old or something, it's like I see this video in my in my fucking recommended sidebar. I'm just like, all right, boobies, let's go. <laughs> and but sure enough, I end up clicking on it. And it's like it's this really sick, like mix of tunes. And at the time I was like, what the fuck is this? This is crazy. And I like sort of like look more and more deeper into it. And it's like, okay, I find out it's like, it's like drum and bass and stuff. Mm. And that then made me have the realization 
because I listened to Pendulum when I was younger as well, but I never categorized them as a drum and bass act. Yeah. Um, I basically then sort of realized it's like, oh, oh, this is like the type of like shit that Pendulum made and all that. And that also made me realize like I also played a bunch of racing games when I was a kid. Uh, tons of games I played had drum and bass tunes in their fucking uh, discog- uh, in their soundtrack. Yeah. And like this sort of opened me up to this entire like world of shit. Um, but in terms of the actual like production aspect of things, I more so actually started producing or at least thought I was producing uh, dubstep for the most part. Um, oh, sure. And I did that. It was very trash. It was very bad. <laughs> and um, but basically it's like I did that for maybe like a year, I want to say. And uh year or two mm-hmm. but it's like it, it, i then like kind of went into high school and stuff and i was like showing showing the upperclassmen these really shit dubstep tunes thinking <laughs> i was like oh i'll get some brownie points and they'll be a, a a cool boyo um but of course it like it fucking backfired and like one of them was just like dude what the fuck is this this is like straight garbage and oh. from that point on albeit from that point on I told myself, fuck dubstep. I'm now doing drum and bass full time. <laughs> and sure enough, that's where it sort of got to me today. <laughs> so it was it was like it was like the first bit of like harsh critique I ever sort of received, but it was for the better, if anything. So, so, so bullying made you into the the successful producer you are today. <laughs> I guess so. Wow. And I don't know whether to thank or hate the person. <laughs> so, so what you've heard here is that Boxplot endorses bullying <laughs> over your music. Everybody in feedback needs to be really critical now. Yeah, very critical. You have to yeah, just make the person hate themselves yep. and then they'll change their career path for yep. something the better. <laughs> How it works. <laughs> yeah, a follow-up question, I guess. Uh, I've had to fill in a few questions because I'm going to be perfectly honest. You all kind of dropped the ball on asking questions this week. So I've filled in for some of the frequently asked questions, but I do want to follow up. Um, how does uh, <laughs> so how does being a drone based artist in the U.S. affect your career? Um, I mean, if it was like 2005, actually, I should say I shouldn't preface that because there was a big drone based wave in 2005. I should preface if 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 we didn't have the Internet um it would be impossible but now that because the internet is a thing and how easily accessible things are um it's relatively doable um but in terms of getting like stateside bookings and all that sort of shit um it's still hard ish um but the thing is it's like i've sort of i've sort of set myself up to at least in terms of like getting uh, revenue through this career path. That, it's like that's why I do things on Twitch and that's why I do like Patreon and uh, like self releases on Bandcamp and all that sort of stuff. So that way I can at least uh, sort of keep myself afloat where like in the same sort of vein as like actual sort of uh, musicians who are touring for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, you know, it's like, hey, it's like, like, I'm not opposed to playing gigs or touring or anything like that. It's just like, it's, it's just, it's one of those things where I have to adapt, if anything, and try to figure out how to go about doing things the, uh, with, with what resources I have, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, 
Fair enough. Um, alrighty, let's see. This is from Stormwav Z himself. The man, the myth. The okay. man, the myth, the legend. What's the weirdest sample you've ever made? The, we- the weirdest sample I've ever made. Yeah. Um. Hmm. It's a great question. Uh. Hmm. Because like the, the thing is, it's it's hard for me to think because the thing is like with my tunes and stuff, I don't really delve too extremely into uh sound design and like completely warping um sounds and manipulating them to to an extreme degree. But I remember one one uh instance where I was I was actually making a tune for my side project Tetra Case. Uh-huh. And I was like I, I needed like some sort of weird effect thingy type of whatever. So what I ended up doing was I, I plugged in my electric guitar, shoved it through a bunch of like reverb and distortion. And so like you know with the guitar, there's like the neck with all the frets and stuff and all that. Yeah. And basically what I did like so I wanted to do some weird sort of slide guitar type of stupid thing and what I did is that I basically took the neck of the guitar and just rubbed it against like the top hard portion of my office chair <laughs> and just doing this weird fucking motion of like just seesawing my guitar on top of my chair and doing some stupid shit but I then just heavily process- processed it some more, and it was like some like dark ambient scape type of thing. And it was so it was so strange how I had to sort of, at least the process was of doing that type of thing. But that's probably at least the weirdest sample type of thing I've had to ever make. I'd say. Sure. So. <laughs> just fucking rub the guitar against the chairman. Yeah, just just rub the car. Yeah, I'll rub the guitar. I have to try that. My guitar's, <laughs> my, my guitar's behind me. I'll have to try that later. Yeah. Um, okay. Here we go. This, this is from a Delta Rune or Delta Rune Delta Rose who asks, um, "What are your go-to instruments and effects?" Uh, go-to instruments. Um, so I have. It's generally my uh, Fender Telecaster. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. My what is it? My Critter and Guitari Pocket Piano, which is basically a very small, handmade type of like super simple oscillator synth thing. Um, it's made in Brooklyn, but it's like it's it sort of has textures to it that are sort of unique in its own way and whatnot. But I use that thing religiously. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a. Uh, was it a Fender Jazz Bass American nice. Deluxe that I mean I I don't really use it all that much. I've been meaning to sort of pick it up more, but it's like I at least have it at my disposal. Mm-hmm. Um and then in terms of other instruments, I mean I have like a, an entire sort of custom uh Euro rack. Oh shit. Set. Um I actually uploaded a little uh how much, sort of how much how much does it all cost? Your oh god. Uh, 
I'm getting close to about five grand. But uh, but yeah, I, like I have like a I uploaded a little video of it from uh, like on my YouTube channel and stuff. But uh, that's like those are at least the primary instruments I tend to use <clears throat> mm-hmm. frequently. Um, as for effects, like I mean, it's like you know they're standard like um. Fab Filter Pro Q and fucking OTT. Actually, I don't even use OTTL oh. that much. But uh, um, but uh, no, there's this one, uh, this one effect, um, called Speakerphone that I okay. use all the fucking time. And what it does is that it emulates speakers within a certain environment. So basically. If you wanted to have a sound that sounds like it's coming out of someone's ear pods, you can do that. You can also have it so so there's some sort of sound that's coming out of some PA system that's being blasted down to some open field. You can do that as well. You can also have it so it sounds like there's some sound being played out of the telephone speaker or, you know, some guitar amp or like out of a person's like car it's like there's there's, there's so much flexibility that you can do but um i use that thing religiously as well just so, because it's like it, it sort of adds like a lo-fi type of texture to things without it sounding generic so what is it like a combination like bandpass reverb and distortion sort of thing then kinda um but it's it's i think it's more so like um Sort of like if if you if you know what convolution reverb yeah, is yeah, in yeah. any sense, yeah. it's more so like that. And there's actually like preset convolutions kind of um, of each environment and where they are and so on and so forth. But of course, you you have like external uh, manipulation that you can do within the plugin, such as like you know uh, bit crush and compression and so on and so forth. Um, I highly recommend it if anyone is uh, interested in it, but yeah, it's I uh, have to check it out. Yeah, it's it's super handy, especially if you're trying to do some like very well, I guess lo-fi type of stuff. So, so do you do like a dead mouse and have all these instruments and then just use serum? <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, like there are actually po- points in time where I do end up like making some sort of project. I only use like, I don't know, like serum and massive and like just just like VSTs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, it's like I, I I have like this mentality now where it's like, oh, it's 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 not a finished tune unless I record some sort of guitar or some sort of like hardware gear that I have, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. so that way it sounds more unique and whatnot. But it's like it's it's sort of sort of me doing that sort of i guess has caused uh or at least has, has imprinted my, my particular sound on my own tracks and whatnot a lot uh, clearer than if i were to just write everything only within uh like soft synths and and stuff so i mean it's it's a it's a yeah, i guess it's more of a blessing if anything that i have all the the resources at my disposal but um Sometimes I do wish where I could just like I, I don't want to fucking pick up the guitar and yeah. spend like an hour trying to record something properly and perfect and shit like that. But I just mean, it, it, it is what it is. Just quantize all your recordings. Yeah, just quantize. It's easy. <laughs> forehead, forehead, just quantize. Yeah, forehead. 
Cool. Okay. Um, so this is from me. Uh, what, what, uh, what DAW do you use and what DAW can you not stand? Oh, that's easy. Uh, okay. I use FL Studio uh, uh-huh. 20. Um, and that's what I've sort of stuck with since the beginning. Um, but the the DAW, I Uh-oh. cannot stand. Uh-oh. What? I'm just, I'm worried where this question, this answer uh, could go. Well, it's just the DAW that I cannot stand for the life of me is Cubase. Okay. I <laughs> fucking hate Cubase yes. with an absolute passion. Um, Dude, noisy, I, noisy are fucking molding right now at that answer. Really? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm sorry. I just, I just fucking hate it because it's like I had to use it in in high school when I was doing like music, uh, music technology classes, mm-hmm. and it's like it took me literally the whole class to write down a fucking four bar melody, like. <laughs> It's it's completely ass in terms of like writing in like notes in the piano roll and paired with like just how it's it's like so I don't know the workflow of that thing is just so unnatural mm-hmm. like I can like I think Ableton is probably the the second best uh, digital audio workstation for me at least because I've tried it and it makes sense to a certain degree at least like things are rearranged in, in particular ways that are completely different to fl but yep. it still makes sense it is actually the best base. one it is actually yeah. the best one though ableton sorry <laughs> uh, debatable <laughs> but cubase though cubase, i i feel like i'm a, a good amount of people can agree cubase is very shit with its workflow like yeah. The only reason why you're sticking with Cubase is because you managed to figure out the workflow, <laughs> you know, and you can deal with the fucking stupid gripes it has. Um, but yeah, that's that's just that's an easy question for me, honestly. <laughs> so <laughs> why do Cubase. why do you um, why do you stay on FL then? What what appeals to you about FL Studio? As someone who hates I mean, FL Studio as well, I'm I'm very curious. <laughs> I mean, like, I the reason why I stick with it is primarily just because, um, like. I don't tend to like record melodies um, mm-hmm. like via playing them. I just tend to write them in, and the writing in notes aspect of all that sort of stuff is very easy. Um, in, in like in in comparison to all the other DAWs that oh, I've yeah, used, yeah, the piano roll um, is very good. But it's like I will say, I will say though, it's like <clears throat> like FL can get very cluttered very quickly, like with all the fucking plugins and windows are stacking on top of each other it just gets very very messy um which is why like i'm i'm basically forced to use two monitors instead of one with with fl like i cannot use fl for an extended amount of time with one monitor but um regardless though it's like i'm i still prefer the workflow and layout of things with fl but like i said like i have dabbled with ableton and i would only move towards Ableton if I fully figure out its workflow, how to fully operate everything. Because at least with Ableton in terms of recording live instruments, it's a lot better than it uh than within FL for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um but uh oh I've also forgot to mention FL Studio has free free updates for life. Oh that's practice. true, yeah. So, so I mean I I've I haven't had to pay a fucking cent towards that shit. Hey, so. <laughs> hey, you know what other you know what other DAW uses um is great for recording in live instruments. I you know it's very popular in EDM is uh Pro Tools. 
Oh, just God, switch gonna... to Pro Tools. Oh, God. Pro Tools. Just uh, abandon yeah. MIDI. Abandon MIDI. Just abandon. Why you would back. you need MIDI? It's holding you uh, back. Yeah, I also need an iLock key to, to <laughs> use the fucking thing. What's yeah, wrong with iLock? What's wrong with just having like five different fucking USBs plugged into your <laughs> computer? <laughs> On, yeah, man. it's not bad. Yeah, it's like, yeah, what's wrong with having a complete drawer filled of fucking iLock? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Dude, yeah. it sounds great. You got your fucking complete iLock. You got your uh, <laughs> you got your Pro Tools. Whenever you have to go on tour, you have to plug in your fucking USB dock into your yeah. laptop so you can use your software. Oh, God. Okay, here we go. This is an important question. Okay. <clears throat> now listen up because you there is a time limit on this one. Okay. And you are expected to get it right. Um, let me actually bring up a timer real quick. Oh, God. <laughs> Don't fuck it up. I'll try not to. Okay. We'll see Here we go. This is from Illusion. Okay. Okay. Your time will start after I finish the question. Yeah. Train A, traveling 70 miles per hour, leaves Westford, heading towards Eastford, 260 miles away. At the same time, train B, traveling 60 miles per hour, leaves Eastford, heading towards Westford. When do the tr- two trains meet? How far from each city do they meet? Go. <laughs> you have 58 seconds left on the clock. Well, I'll just take this time to uh, to preface that. I was I enjoyed mathematics, um, <laughs> but but verbal mathematics is never never really my strong suit. Paired with uh, <laughs> paired well, with turn it into an never... algebra question then. You got thirty <laughs> seconds left. I have thirty seconds left. Yeah. I'm gonna take my sweet ass time. <laughs> Let's see. Seventy miles per hour westward and two hundred sixty. And then, what was the other train going? You should have been listening. I don't want to uh, I guess so. myself in this class. I, apparently. Yeah. Well, I'm going to say... Uh, five, Storm Gay. Four, uh, Storm Gay that's the right answer. You got it. You're the first <laughs> artist to get the Illusion Train Challenge problem correct. Jesus Congratulations. Fuck. The answer was Storm Gay. You're right. Thank God. Okay. I like to thank my mom. (laughs) Join us next week for another edition where Illusion asks the same fucking train question. I guess Fowler is next, right? So it'll be fun. (laughs) Alrighty. Um, Okay. Let's see. This is from Silver Skies. What's your favorite game at the moment? Mm, Favorite game at the moment? Um... Oh goodness! What was I playing recently? On, um, give me a second to open up my Steam library. <laughs> um, oh goodness! I was playing. Um, actually, for a, for a good hot minute, I was playing No Man's Sky. Actually, nice. Um, and it was primarily just because I finally understood how to get money in that game, because. It's like I under like if for anyone that's played No Man's Sky, regardless of if you played it in the beginning or if you're playing it recently or somewhere in the middle, the tutorial technically of that game is so mind-numbingly boring um, because it basically is like an hour or two long of just walking around trying to repair your shit 
and mining endlessly and then your your fucking shit breaks and you have to fucking repair it again it's just it's annoying but once you figure out how to properly get money which far- is farming isn't it farming and like if you go to like space stations like so in like this is me getting in depth into the stupid shit but within a particular solar system they are going to be proficient with a particular set of items that are homemade, quote unquote, and those items are generally meant for a uh, a very specific economy. So, what I mean by this is like, so uh, oh, it's just the trading you know, aspect that they added. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like so, like, basically, <laughs> yeah. So, like, like a, a particular solar system is going to be making stuff like uh, stuff stuff that's for like a more scientific based uh, economy. Yeah. So, all right. What do you what do you end up doing? You buy all this shit that's that they basically make because it's super cheap. You fly off into space, and then you end up using an economy scanner. You have to find a solar system that is scientific based as well. Mm-hmm. But you also have to find one where their buy or their sell percentage is rather high, so you get the most amount of profit. So once you find one, then okay. You sell all the shit there, and then you buy all the stuff that they make in that solar system, and you just repeat the cycle. You just repeat the cycle until you get bored, or until you have absolute <laughs> fuck tons of money. You know. Um, Dude, you but play, yeah, um, like you should play Elite Dangerous. I mean, that's just what Elite Dangerous is like for like, like two hundred hours, and then you're like, okay, I get it now. <laughs> I never got to like trading in No Man's Sky. I never got that far. It's a good game. Yeah, it's, it's a very good game now. It's a yeah. It, it is a very like once you once you sort of get the ball rolling with that game, then it's like it it really sort of becomes fun. Yeah. Um, but it's like that game. I guess I could also technically say uh, Risk of Rain Two. Oh, that game's because, really good. Yeah, because it's just I I'm a sucker for fucking like wave based type of games like that. So, yeah. um, yeah, it's those are those are primarily the two I I'm. <laughs> more or less playing currently have you played um have you played no man's sky in vr oh i've been fucking meaning to oh it's like really i my first fun. my first vr experience was actually uh when i was in the netherlands and i was over at polygon's house mm-hmm. um and uh he uh he had this uh he had one of the uh what was it from liquidity festival 2018 uh he had one of the photographers over from that from that year and he brought over his uh, his Oculus, mm-hmm. and and we were playing fucking super hot. Oh, and God, like, it's so good, dude. Yeah, I I had probably some of the most fun just from that experience, and that has made me have like a fucking dead set mission to get a get a <coughs> VR headset in the near future. Hey, well, it's a good so. time to Half Life's coming out tomorrow. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh shit. Which is yeah, fucking crazy. Hear, yeah. I, th- I thought it was coming out in like three months, not fucking yeah, tomorrow. Same. Yeah. I didn't realize I, it yet. Tomorrow? And I, and I had to look and I was like, oh shit, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. Oh god yeah. damn. Yeah, I'm gonna have to fucking splurge I, really quick on some VR. <laughs> buy a fucking uh, Rift S and you'll be good to go, man. Yeah, I'll most likely get yeah. Rift S, if anything. Yeah. And Beat Saber. I've played so much fucking Beat Saber. That game is amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I've I've sort of I've sort of dabbled a little bit with like rhythm games such as like Clone Hero and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, Clone like Hero's I really good as well. Yeah, yeah. It's I definitely see the appeal with all of that type of stuff. So it's like I would have. Have to you also ever played? Um, 
Have you ever played Rocksmith? You know what? I actually thought I actually thought about purchasing Rocksmith because so all right, so some some backstory of actually me owning my Telecaster. Mm-hmm. So um twenty fifteen or so hits and the hard drive with all my uh project files and stuff dies. Oh shit. And so and so I'm basically back at square square zero or square one because, you know, I, d- I didn't have the money to do a hard drive repair and shit like that. So I was like, all right, well, let's let's just try starting from something new and do something different. So I was like, all right. What if what if we just get a like combine like indie rock and drum and bass or something like that? And I was like, I sort of thought about it. And I was like, that seems like a pretty feasible idea. So mm-hmm. I just bought just bought a uh, bought the Telecaster at a whim. It was like it was six hundred bucks, but it was it's, it was worth shit. it in the end. Um, but nonetheless, like any prior experience I had to it, like had with playing a guitar is absolutely like zero to none. Like the only the only other experience is playing my bass guitar, but that still doesn't yeah. technically count because you know chords and stuff and whatnot yes. and fingerings and but like yeah I. I ended up buying this thing, and I'm just like, "All right, well, let's try doing something." Um, but yeah, it's like I, I even still, still to this day, like <clears throat> getting some sort of uh, chord progression down on the guitar takes me a minute uh, yeah. to like yeah. figure stuff out because it's like I honestly, realistically, I honestly don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Still, <laughs> it's just it just sort of just comes out. It's just like, oh, well, that works. That sounds nice, but. <laughs> But I thought I did actually legitimately think about getting Rocksmith just so I can improve my guitar playing. So I won't have to like spend 30 minutes or 50 hours or whatever trying to get some stupid chord progression down. And I'd, shit say, like that. I'd say it's worth it. I mean, I, I'm saying this as someone who's played 890 hours of the game, but um, oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely worth it just because it, it works with guitar and bass as well. So you can use both. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's like yeah. all sorts of custom songs and shit. Plus, like the band that you can jam along to, but uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay. like there's like a reactive band, so you can play and the like, you know, like sort of play along with you. But anyway, that's enough. It's <laughs> enough of that. We gotta move on. Yep. Um, here we go. Follow up. Funny enough, uh, <laughs> from Delhi eighteen. Uh, what's a game that you'd play until the end of time? Oh, game that a game that I'd play until the end of the time. Um, hmm. That's a really good question. Um, I can I can easily say it would be a single player game. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not anything multiplayer based because I tend to have the more like it like it's very hard to get a an emotional connection towards a multiplayer game. Um, but what game would that be? That's a great question. Um, hmm. I have, to, I have to scroll through my games library because <laughs> I need, need to think. Um, well, also honestly, I, like the the only game that keeps coming to me, even though I did do a second playthrough of it recently and it wasn't really like I, its flaws showed more so. Yeah. Um, would be Firewatch. Oh, I really, I really, really enjoyed that game. Just because it was like it's very pleasing from a like an aesthetic standpoint. Oh yeah, the art style it, is fucking incredible. The, 
the sort of storyline of it all is very intriguing. Um, the sort of the, the overall concept of it was like where your only connection to someone else is through a walkie talkie, you know, and like it's I actually actually I remember actually watching a video about its ending. I'm not going to do any spoilers or anything like Uh-oh. that, but um, like the like the thing is like most people when they play the game and finish it, they feel like like there's no satisfaction or anything to it. Um, but when, when I sort of was watching this video and, des- and they were describing why it was like that, it made tons more sense of why it ended that way, mm-hmm. which made me sort of like it even more. So, yeah, that would honestly be like at least one of the games I would still continue to play like forever. Um, and plus, I'm a fucking I'm a stupid sucker for like romantic shit like that so <laughs> uh sure. but yeah no it's a it's a really good game otherwise honestly yeah I, i've been meaning to play it for fucking years i just never got around yeah, to it. but the I art think it, style it, is fucking it was like i remember i remember like it was firewatch and and no man's sky actually that's sort of where like the two hype games like in 2016 i think um yeah, yeah and like those were like the the two to look out for and Although, yeah, No Man's Sky sort of flopped on its face uh, <laughs> the first year. Um, sort of. Yeah, yeah sort of. Uh, Firewatch, at least, like, it it satiated my uh, my need, I guess you could say, for a nice single-player game that, was, that wasn't too long that you could sort of, like, finish within, like, a, an afternoon or something. But it sort of at least uh, in terms of like a storyline aspect, it, it still felt really good and complete. So, yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Um, here we go. This is uh, another one from Silver Skies. Um, why has your Discord profile picture been shaggy for like two fucking years? Quote. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it all, uh, yes, it all, it all starts back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, they, I remember. I remember. Uh, what was it? Um, Mega Flare, who was one of the uh, the guys I collaborate in Tetra Case. He he sent over this video, um, and it's basically I have to I have to link this in um, in the AMA chat just because it's like it's uh, oh no it'll, it'll make more it'll make more context. Um, but it's like it. So it basically. Um, was from this series of videos called the misadventures of skooks and it's basically like um like like mo- not relatively modern day, but <clears throat> more new age style youtube poops if anything okay um and this and this here was a and where my profile picture was it was a frame from this video um and I basically have just, I've just sort of kept it ever since. I've tried changing it a couple times, but it just didn't feel right. So I've just stuck with, <laughs> stuck with the one that I've had. So, damn. So when's the um, when's the Swooks EP? <laughs> uh, uh, coming um, uh, soon. It, I don't know. <laughs> um, when I turn fifty, how about that? <laughs> damn. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. Um, cool. This is uh this is another one from me here. Um so where do, 
where do you draw inspiration from when you produce? And then who are like some of your favorite artists in drum and bass and outside of drum and bass? <laughs> um, Fucking beans in my face. <laughs> Fuck <off> store. Face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, so I, I generally draw in, inspiration from um, at least like, you know, like sort of like more so like personal experience that experiences that I've had in recent times i guess mm-hmm. um because it's like i can't like i i i refuse yeah i i refuse to write tunes that don't really have some form of meaning behind them um because i'm like it's it's sort of just uh like i've had i've had chit chat with muzzy about this type of stuff but it's it's for me it's all about having sort of tunes that that i guess have a long shelf life if anything if you want to like sort of phrase it like that um or like in a more pretentious manner um t- uh, tunes that are more timeless if anything um <clears throat> and i've noticed that writing tunes that, ha- that tend to have a lot of soul and meaning and emotion behind them tend to stick a bit longer than like you know i don't know just any sort of jump up tune that you want to think of uh, dude, through, there's uh, a lot of meaning in fucking tour. Come on. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. When it, when the when that first like riff hits, that really uh, hit da, me. In the da, 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 da. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen the piano cover where it's like actually really emotional? Oh yeah, no. There's like there's like a liquid drum and bass version of fucking. Oh my fucking god. Uh, it's 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 fucking spicy, but uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, but no, it's like that's that's just it's it's just how I prefer to write, if anything. And it's sort of uh, like after like listening to drum and bass for I don't know how many years now, eight, nine, ten, ten years or something. Um, I've of course like sort of uh, I guess grew up. If that makes sense. Grew yeah, yeah, yeah. grew up. Um, grew up with like the more like sort of like net sky and uh, like liquid sort of tunes from that sort of era and i mean like the thing is it's like with i i feel like the tunes in that era had more sort of emotion and impact then um than the stuff or at least in like 2015 and 2016 uh like that yeah there was just more emotional impact in that in that sort of 2010 era if anything um but I feel like it's just stuff. I think the reason why things have sort of delved away from that is just because of like, you know, Spotify and like try and get my streams up and all that sort of shit. But that's, that's of course just an assumption, but I just like, it, it just makes sense as if that were the case. But um, regardless though, like uh, I just prefer to, to tie in emotional sort of um, experiences and things I've felt and, just use my my tunes as like emotional outlets if anything it's sort of like a fucking audio diary if anything um in a certain way um but as for like inspiration like artists i take inspiration from it it, it's a range of artists primarily like the artists i'm going to list here are non-drum and bass like whatsoever um just because it's like i like i don't know i i just don't like listening well (laughs) i still like it but it's just i i mean like i find i find myself like at least when i'm like driving 
somewhere or wherever the hell I'm going. Um, I just prefer to listen to like something that's like, like for example, like uh, like Tycho or M83 or you know, if I'm feeling like, you know, a little bit angstier, I listen to some pop punk or some post hardcore <laughs> or something like nice. that. Um, but, but it's like, like, I'd say like those, like those artists definitely affect me more than the, the artists in the drum and bass world, I'll say. Um, and I don't want to say it's because it's like, oh, I feel like the drum and bass artists aren't like pushing the envelope to where it's like it's sort of piquing my interest. I'm not saying that whatsoever. I'm just saying that's like I just tend to take inspiration easier from the artists that are at least outside the scope of drum and bass, if anything. And oddly enough, it's the stuff that I tend to listen to more so. Um but it kind of makes sense though, because it's like when I was like younger, like I don't know, like seven, eight, nine, ten, whatever. Um, I used to listen to a lot of, uh, like yeah, I guess like like MTV and like Fuse TV and shit like that, where uh, there was like yeah, um, like The Strokes, Paramore, <laughs> uh, Yellow Card, oh, All American no. Rejects. Some 41, I can go on and on and on and on and whatnot. Um, but, but yeah, it's, it's, that's sort of, that's, that's where I generally get the most inspiration from and just tying it in to, to the tunes I make and then just making something completely different. So fair enough. Alrighty. Um, sort of a follow up, I guess, from, from, of course, Storm Wavsy, <laughs> the shite himself. Yep. Uh, what was the meaning behind uh, Alice EP? Oh, that's a good one. Um, I think I did do like a, I did answer that like in an earlier sort uh, of interview. Okay, well, but, then we'll skip but, over I mean, it. I, no, I'll, I'll we'll still. No, 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 fuck. No, 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 no. I'll still, I'll still, <laughs> I'll still, rep- I'll still answer it at least more in depth because the, the thing before was just a promo thing for like this. Uh, okay. Um, but it's like, it all started when I did, um, like the the tune my non-existent friend Alice mm. and um, I sort of made that tune and like it came up with the title uh, like there was no there was no sort of emotional conduct uh, or any meaning behind that title whatsoever it was just one of those things where I was on a road trip and I thought of it and I was just like oh that sounds that sounds cool and deep and stuff um, <laughs> and but but yeah, I then got released on Liquidity, or at least promoted on Liquidity, mm-hmm. and and then I was like reading through the comments and all that sort of stuff because I do enjoy like sort of looking through the comments and checking what people think and all that. And I was, like, I was seeing a lot of stuff where it was like, oh, who's Alice? Like 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 who the what? Fuck like, is who Alice? is she? Like who is she? It's like did did she hurt you or something like that? And I'm just like, hmm. All right. I'll be, I'll be, <laughs> Let's see. We'll see if we can answer these questions. Um, so when it came time to write my second EP, I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's throw this Alice character back into play." You know, so it, the entire EP is sort of like a, um, I guess, a biography of this uh, imaginary person, if anything, um, and sort of 
I guess I guess if you want to think about it more in depth, it's more the EP is more like a more uh, <sighs> tragic but small portion of her life, if anything. Um, but nonetheless, though, it, it the the EP title is just more stringent from the actual community itself and their curiosity of who this person is and what they're about and so on and so forth. Um, and I love I love playing around with that type of stuff, honestly, just because it's so it's so cool, like being able to like sort of build this sort of lore and and roll with it and sort of like taking the uh, these listeners on for a journey of like where where's this place going and all that sort of stuff, you know, because like, yeah. I don't know, just just the, the 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 joy of being able to sort of storytell through tunes and stuff and doing like concept EPs and uh whatnot is just it's it's it just adds it adds another layer to things if anything i think so it's pretty cool in, in my opinion cool um yeah i mean i yeah, fucking I mean, love concept eps so definitely the more more shit like that i feel like is the where people like artists should should aim for i guess i don't want to say yeah. should because it feels like i'm restricting people but like yeah Right. I always find concept EPs to be like always more interesting. So yeah. I mean that well, was yeah, certainly it, one of the reasons I liked Alice EP. It just adds like I said, it just adds more to the overall listening experience altogether, you know. And yeah, sort of makes exactly. it sort of makes you think a bit more, you know, yeah. about it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Alrighty. Um so here's a question. Um what made you go with uh liquidity as a label? Um, well, in all honesty, it's like, it's, it's, uh, so like when I did like escape with the clouds that was released on liquid tones and, um, yeah, escape with the clouds got promoted on liquidity and whatnot. Um, and I was, <clears throat> I was originally like after releasing that EP immediately after I was like, all right, uh, or actually it was more like a single, but. Um, anything after like that, I was like, all right, I'll continue to release with liquid tones and see where that goes and so on and so forth. Um, but the label manager for liquid tones ended up sending me a message. Um, or actually, no, no, it was Maris. It was Maris, you know, the owner of liquidity. He actually sent me a a message directly on Facebook and he was like, dude, like really love this tune. Really wish you sent it to me like earlier because we would have definitely like released this. And I was like, well, shit. <laughs> you know? um, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be sure to send you more stuff in the future and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then hard drive failure. And then, but then, you know, the Tremontane EP sort of came up uh, from the ashes like a phoenix. And uh, yeah, I, I sort of just released that with them. And the thing is, it's like I sent that. I'm pretty sure I, if I remember correctly. I think I sent that to like other labels like uh like Viper and Hospital and Ooh, hospital. Just any other label <laughs> that I could think of really. Um but Liquidity was willing to actually take that and sort of see what I was doing and fucking roll with it. And um that's that's sort of more so why I've just been with them in recent times, is just because it's like I have the artistic freedom to sort of do what I want to do. Yeah. And like everyone in the, in the, in the sort of like listening base is so 
uh, supportive in terms of like how things like how uh, in terms of what I like sort of put out there. And like, I'm not, I'm not restricted in any sort of means. Like I'm even, I'm, I'm not an exclusive artist to them at all. Like I'm, I, I still have the, the free range ability to release with any other label if I want to. Um, but it's like, they give me the creative freedom and that's really what I sort of want in the end is just, I just want the ability to write what I want to write yeah, and, you know, release it and then have people like sort of dig it and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's like, do I have plans of course, you know, to sort of branch out of liquidity? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's like if there's, you should always sort of have some sort of goal to grow more, of course. Um, but in terms of like where that will be, I don't know. Like I've like, I've, I don't want to sort of cause a ruckus, but it's like, I, I tried working with monster cat, but <laughs> clearly we've had like creative yeah, differences. It didn't go whatnot. so well for, uh, for, uh, your, your, your other half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to but, uh, cause I don't think a lot of that's public, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah, it's, uh, no, it's, it's just like, I respect those guys for what they're doing cause they have a set mindset which is completely understandable but <clears throat> it's just i cannot i don't feel like i have the ability to work with them personally mm. just because of what i do and how i guess different it is to what they're used to yeah um but it's like if i mean if anything it would be like i would try i would try i'd like to like do a release with like a uks le- a label pilot because mm-hmm. I think I think that would be pretty doable. Has some great. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'm also, but I'm more so intrigued by labels such as like Mom and Pop. So Mom and Pop has artists such as Tycho Porter, and also Porter Robinson's, Porter Robinson's yeah. new uh, new album. But I was uh, like, I, I've heard about Mom and Pop though through Tycho more so than through uh, um, through Porter. Mm-hmm. But it's like still though, it's it's an indie label that's small but the what's what makes them more unique in a sense is that all their at least the majority of their artists are very self-sustaining in their own sense which also brings me to my second point where it's like i do also want to try to get to a point where i can just self-relief stuff only and not have to worry about sort of like label like a, a label that i have to sort of like right on their shoulders to sort of get me places mm. um but i feel like that's gonna be that's not gonna be for another couple of years yeah. if maybe longer so it's like it's a long-term goal that i'd like but i'm not like i try not to have like goals that are like past like a year in the future honestly so uh but it's like it, i know it's a long-term goal i just don't know when it will happen so yeah Fair enough. Okay. Um, cool. Let's see. Uh, this is from Soloroy. Do you prefer major or minor melodies? Uh, hmm. I guess, I guess it really depends how I'm feeling. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, because it's like, there are times where it's just like, oh, like, well, the thing is, like, even still, like, I don't, when I write stuff, I don't have the mindset where it's like, oh, this song is going to be in a minor scale. 
oh, this song's going to be in a major scale. No, I'm not. I'm not that sort of concrete. It's more like, like I'm feeling this way. Let me try to transcribe it to a melody or something, or a chord progression or something like that. Or the the more less angsty way of describing that. Um, I, let me dabble around with like my hands on the keyboard, or you know chords on the guitar and it's like oh this can work and then i just sort of roll with that idea and sure if it's if it's if it's minor then okay if it's major all right but it's uh it just it just depends on the time of day and the the season i guess i don't know it's it's just it's very like it's very wishy-washy for how i yeah. how i sort of prefer honestly what so. about uh what about freaky Friggin' oh Christ, <laughs> uh, dude! Honestly, the only scale I'd 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 like deal with other than the standard, um, what was it Ionian scale or whatever yeah, is probably scale. like, yeah, probably Dorian. Dorian, classic. Dorian scale. It's like yeah, I mean, it's like it's different, but I mean, it's like it's not too strange if anything. But yeah, yeah. Oh, Storm's coming through with that funny pun in the chat. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Thanks, Storm. The question wasn't about favorite key, though, so it doesn't really make sense. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, <laughs> Storm gay. <laughs> Storm bad and gay. Um, righty, let's see. So, here we go. Then th this is from Delta, uh, Delta Rose. Uh, what's your overall creative process? My overall creative process, um, basically, it sort of just depends. Well, I, I, there's like two primary ways I sort of go about starting a track, if anything. Um, the first more basic way is just um, sort of coming up with some sort of like patch or some sort of idea that I want to like sort of... Uh, implement and just start writing and go from there and so you know just the the more sort of traditional way of like writing a tune if anything the yeah. more the more complex or at least the more unique way that sort of pertains to me um in terms of writing a tune is more so like i'm i'm sort of either doing some sort of chord progression on my guitar that sort of strikes a chord with me, no pun intended. Um, and that sort of at least starts an idea going. Um, or anything, if, if it's just any sort, of, any sort of thing of the toys that I have around me, um, it more or less is stringent from some sort of, some sort of jam session. And mm -hmm. I realize it's like, okay, so like this is like, this is like some sort of refrain that that's continuing continuing uh, on with uh, what I'm doing. Let me record this bit and see if I can sort of make something more of it. Um, and generally, that that sort of is the more satisfying way I tend to write um, uh, write tracks for the most part is just through those sort of little jam sessiony types of things. Um, because it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's, I guess it's more traditional in a sense when we're talking about like bands and whatnot, uh, recording songs and stuff. But um, from a sort of EDM y 
uh, bedroom producer type of way. It's it's more it's more different in a sense. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's generally like it's just those two sort of ways paired with also like some sort of like I said before, like some sort of emotional experience or um, I want to take some some sort of reference from like a very particular tune that sort of is resonating with me at the time and integrate that as well. And then, uh, therefore, I then just generally create like the the main chorusy bit or the main chorus bit of the actual song itself. And then from there, then I can sort of get an idea of how like the intro and structuring of things is going to be, and uh, and basically then just like from that from that point on, it's just a lot of nitpicking in terms of how I want things to sort of flow and. Uh, make sure things make sense and go from there if anything so that's basically my entire creative process it's very it's very like boring when said like that uh but i don't know it's just that's that's basically how it is like how like realistically be. yeah exactly and like, like to be honest it's like my like the i know with like other producers and stuff it's like they they have more extravagant ways of how they sort of go about their creative process. It's like, oh yeah, I I take a flight to to like the uh, to the Andes, and you know I I spend my I spend my winters in a cabin, lock myself <laughs> in there. I can only can only eat off of the 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 mountain goats and the moose that sort of like go by me. And it's like due due to those sort of harsh conditions it sort of puts me into this hypnotic trance where i can then just fuck it no it's just i'm not and, and then you produce five rhythm tunes yeah <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah but no it's it, like yeah it's in in some aspects my my creative process is, is unique to me at least but it's nothing too crazy honestly uh in the grand scheme of things and that's how i serve sort of, like if if you're to look at my project files as well um, I'm not doing anything crazy, like in terms of like mixed down techniques or uh, like sound design aspects. It's just I sort of I sort of do the very not bare minimum, but I do like enough to where it sounds good. But I'm not striving for oh let's try get the extra that extra two percent of of quality to to make things sound super nice where only the only top tier producers will notice the difference you know <laughs> yeah like, i'm not i'm not fucking dealing with that shit fucking... i'm just i'm just trying to do stuff that at least sounds good to the masses you know yeah. so no like hyper surgical eqing going on uh, yeah I, I i don't try to waste my time with that type of stuff or <laughs> yeah so Alrighty. um okay this is from au um, mm-hmm. what's your favorite track you've ever made? And then, um, excluding OmniFest, of course, what's the, your favorite, uh, live set? That you've <laughs> excluding OmniFest. Yeah. Um, <sighs> favorite track is probably the tune I did with voices. Mm-hmm. And the reason you mean, for that. You mean MC voices, right? MC voices. Yep. Yes. When I Can't say king, them. you say more. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I loved making that tune because that was actually the first tune i finished for the e for the my past ep but i love that tune so much because it was very like i spent so much time working on like like the drum fills and like 
the groove of it was so fun and i don't know i just it, it was like the most fun i at least had writing uh like ever so far um and yeah just bring voicians onto the tune as well just sort of made it even better it, it's like it just made it some sort of like um like honestly like when i try to like make tunes like that one in particular i try to like sort of replicate all the sort of like indie post hardcore pop punk type of tunes i end up sort of listening to and that's like that tune in its in its sort of fashion is like a a sort of fever dreamed version of if i were to make like that type of rock is if anything um but uh no i fucking i fucking love that tune um what was the second part of that question again? Favorite live set you've ever done, excluding Omnifist. Oh, favorite live set I've ever done. Um, I think it will have to be. Hmm, that's a good question. I think it's like so. I do I, I do mix down Mondays on Twitch TV oh. forward slash box. So that's a violation um, of the self promotion <laughs> rule. Unfortunately, we are going to have to ban you now, Box. Oh, um, so yeah, so sad. Right. Well, it's been it's been fun, everyone. Um, no, but uh, like I've had some really fun, really good sets when I do those sort of live streams. Um, but the thing is, it's like those those live streams and actually playing a legitimate set in front of people are two completely different animals in their own regard. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to consider the live stream sets as favorite live set. Um, but I will have to say, I'll have to say it's probably this, this past liquidity festival set because hey, the one I was there for. Yeah. Because the reason why is because 2018, that 2018 set was, um, well, it was my first time doing a solo act. It was my first time playing on CDJs. It was my first time playing in front of a crowd that was like 3,000 people or something like yeah. that. So it was a first for a lot of things. And I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to try to fabricate a set, you know, like, you know, preemptive set list and shit like that. And it was... It was so like I mean like I like it was recorded on uh it was on the what was it? it's like a private link on Liquidity's channel but I did do a like a listen through of it recently and I was like oh, it wasn't it wasn't that bad but <laughs> when I first when I first got the video back from it I was cringing so much because oh. it's like any time any time that like I play like some sort of jungle tune or something that was more um complex than like the standards or liquidity type of track i guess you could say yeah. or like some sort of like dance floor track um like the crowd movement was so minimal and it was like it, it made me cringe on the inside it was just like of how how awkward it sort of made things Man, so i like, played like neuroe tracks to be fair oh yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but the thing is it's like i i don't know something about jungle tunes apparently just like it doesn't <laughs> doesn't sit well with people but um but yeah, like no, like this past Liquidity Festival, like, um, like I played my like I I went out to play my set. I think it was a little bit less than the crowd than that was last year because last uh the year before, um, like since it was my first like solo set, a lot of people were curious about how my set would pan out and shit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I feel like yeah, some people definitely got some sort of bitter taste in their mouth, which is understandable, you know. 
Um, but sort of this the most recent Liquidity Festival, like I, I felt like I had to sort of prove myself. It's like, hey, I'm not shit. Trust me, <laughs> you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's like I I decided to just have no set list because I absolutely hated that and just wung it or winged it um, winged with whatever winged. sort of tracks yeah. I wanted to play. Um, and it was fucking insane. Like it was, it was, if it was a lot better, like the, the crowd reaction I thought was, um, more consistent. At least I think it was from recent memory. <laughs> Felt like um, yeah. but it's like, you know, like even like my MC Degs, like Degs was, ah, Degs was so fucking good. He was a lot better than Siege. Uh, Ooh. no offense, Siege. Siege, you're still good, but Shade Degs just Shade. made more sense. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, no, I thought, I thought it just went, a lot better. I remember I ended, I ended up like triple uh, dropping like some tunes and like everyone was fucking going insane. Fucking Degs was like absolutely mind blown. Um, <laughs> Did you play yeah, no, into like, black and yeah, <laughs> <laughs> step into but, uh, the black, <laughs> step into the black, dude. Um, black. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that was it. Was honestly such a fun set um, to play and like it was it was so so wholesome of course every time yeah. i play there um but yeah so wholesome the vibes were sick bro um <laughs> and you, you didn't have to you didn't have to play in the mud either did you because you played no before i that. Yeah. no i didn't because i played well i had my i had my back-to-back with justin on friday yeah the entire storm hit on saturday and then yeah i played sunday Oh, so I mean, so you were kind of in the aftermath, yeah. I yeah, remember there was still a mud. Was, yeah. No one, I remember this now. No one was really in the middle of the actual. Oh my god! Yep, it was just yep. Still <laughs> it was a mud completely pit. Completely mud. Um, it was so. But bad. uh, hey, at least I'm not gonna lie. I remember. I remember when that storm hit, and I think Kino was actually playing in the middle of that storm in at Solar Stage, Ooh. and like I remember, I think Justin was, told me he was there for that set. And he basically had to like put his jacket over the CDJs Jesus. because the, uh, the, 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 the CDJs were starting to go into like emergency loop mode and they were just oh, shit. nearly shitting the bed. But apparently like Kino still had a great time playing that set and all that sort of stuff. So more power to him there. Um, yeah, but yeah, I'm just, I'm just bad. glad. I'm just glad that I didn't, that th- that, that instance did not happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah i that would have been uh that would have been sad but hear, let's hope let's hope it doesn't about, happen for next year did you hear about when uh muzzy showed up to proto set at liquidity and someone uh dropped a pallet behind him and it splashed mud onto his like brand new jacket oh did it really yeah. oh no, i didn't hear about that yeah, oh like, man we're all over at uh nebula and um fucking Someone dropped one of the like bridges and it fucking splashed mud all over the back of Muzzy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the most tragic. God, that mud was uh, so bad. That looked poor Muzzy. Yeah, no, the mud was mud was pretty. I'm surprised there's like cardboard tents didn't like get fucking destroyed by that storm. Yeah, no, I'm. I, I think yeah, because I remember. I think I was talking to Maris about the cardboard tent type of thing. I'm just like, really cardboard? Like, what happens if it rains? And it's like apparently. They have some sort of waterproof coating yep. on on them as well. Uh, that sort of prevents them from like completely like shitting the bed. Um, so, I mean, I guess that's a, a good thing, you know. As long as they hold up, then yeah, I mean, you know, they seem to hold you up. To worry well. about? Yeah, I think there was only like maybe one or two tents that probably like 
completely got disintegrated. But like at least that's why I saw it through the uh, the Facebook group page or something. But um, but yeah, otherwise it's like yeah, I'm I'm still very impressed that those tents were quickly. Hit. I'll quickly post this video Hold for up. everybody else's context as well, so they can see what this fucking. <laughs> the storm experience was like at fucking liquidity. <laughs> yeah, that was oh god. Yeah, that was that was a wild time. Honestly, that was my first liquidity as well. And of course, I had to go to the one where there was a fucking thunder. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. It was just a something, something gotta, else, man. We gotta, we gotta get through these last ones. Okay, here we go. Um, so this is from AU. How do you get inspiration for the melodies in your songs? Uh, how do I get inspiration for the melodies? Um, it's, well, I mean, it's, it's just, it served is just stringent from, uh, like how, I mean, like, fucking hell, how do I say this? Like, after listening to all the sort of music I used to listen to as a kid, you know, as I've sort of explained earlier and me listening to like or getting really attached to like that sort of 2010 era drum bass of, you know, liquid drum bass. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of, I think, has affected my melody writing. And it's just it's just my own sort of particular taste, if anything. Um, but since I also want to sort of incorporate more emotional aspects of things, I try to implement that as well so it works well with chord progression the chord progression that goes on um it's just it's just like i try to i guess a a a good example is like um like take take porter robinson's songwriting if anything i'm not saying i I directly reference song uh porter robinson in in songwriting aspects because i don't but he's a good example to sort of say here because of just like he he nails the entire aspect of emotional songwriting within yeah. an uh, electronic music uh, context and that's what i sort of try to similarly achieve as well um but just in my own way if anything so that's that's basically how i go about writing melodies for the most part cool okay um and then the last question before we do some quick fire stuff um this is from Vapor, and I can't believe I didn't ask this earlier. What is the meaning behind your name, Box Plot? <laughs> it's very anticlimactic. I'll oh, tell boy. you that. It's gonna be um, really deep. It's gonna be really deep. I'm feeling it. So, we'll we'll start this off. We'll we'll start all of this off with my first uh, alias for for music production, mm-hmm. and that was DJ Killer. <laughs> DJ Killer was my first alias. And that I stuck with that for about a year or so. And uh, you can even fucking look that shit up on YouTube because I still have those videos uploaded. So go for it if you want to. Um, but yeah, that was the first alias I stuck with. And then second one was Uber Charged because Uber-charged. at the time I was playing a lot of fucking... Team Fortress 2. <laughs> yep. And I was just like, ooh, this sounds cool. Haha. And I used that for about three months. And then wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, quite quite a time. Um, but then I was like, all right, I need something a little bit more serious. 
but I, I, I went about it in a non-serious manner, <laughs> which was I went on to a math terms website and just started looking up all the terms that were listed there that weren't taken up on SoundCloud or Beatport. (laughs) (laughs) And the first one, or at least the one that sort of stuck with me more, was was the one I have currently. Foxfly. Damn. Yes. And I did think about changing it in 2015 when my hard drive crashed. I was going to change it to like Flore, I think. Um, And I had like, I even had like, the like logo picked out and shit like that yeah so f-l-o-r-a-e yeah um and i was doing i was going to follow through with it but i was talking with like marcus in division at the time because we did like a little collaboration and stuff and i told him about the idea and he he basically sort of convinced me it's like dude just stick with what you have because you're already sort of made a, a name with yourself like with escape of the clouds and whatnot so it's better just to stick with that and just roll with it. Yeah. And that's basically what I did. And I remember also an instance where like, I'm sort of glad I sort of stuck with it in a sense, because I remember Muzzy sort of told me um, when he first heard about like my tunes and stuff, he was like, oh, pfft, box plow. What, what kind of fucking stupid name is that? You know, I can't imagine but, him fucking saying that as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds so much like something much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but he ended up telling me it's like, but as he's like listened to my tracks and so on and so forth, now they when he hears the name, he's like, oh yeah, it's like it's that guy that makes those tunes. Okay, it makes sense. <laughs> so that's sort of why. That's I guess a reason why I've sort of stuck with it all is just because it's like instead of people seeing the the alias of box plan think oh this is a statistics term that's used to organize data um you know see it as it's like oh yes this is this is a dude who makes fucking emotional storytelling type of drone bass tunes and shit like that <laughs> which is like yeah i'm content with that yeah. that works you know changing the definition and also it's kind of fun disrupting the uh the people or like classrooms that look up box plot on YouTube to like you know teachers <laughs> go to their classes and they see a bunch of my fucking tracks that's, there. That's it's half like, your <laughs> fucking audience. Yep, yeah. get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, um, cool. Let's get some quick fire questions and then yes. we can wrap up. Okay, here we go. From wrong, what's your favorite color? <laughs> favorite color, uh, cyan. Ooh, good choice. Okay, from June, June Sky himself. Um, what are your thoughts on sports? Uh, don't like them unless it's unless it's rally, like rally Ooh, racing. Okay, that's a fairly niche one. Why rally racing? What uh, what appeals to you about rally racing? Because it's the only sport that I get excited over. Um. <laughs> Honestly, honest to God. Actually, I can technically say it's either rally racing or darts. <laughs> and if you've ever seen darts is darts, like pro wrestling, to be fair. It is well, the, thing is, the thing is, it's so hilarious because it's like when you see a, a darts like event like live on TV, 
It's so funny because it's like you have the fucking announcer going absolutely batshit insane. And then you like you see the crowd and everyone's just like having a it's like fucking Oktoberfest. Like pictures of beer, like sitting in these fucking bench seats and just like, you know, it's like "Ah!" (laughs) the the most surreal fucking professional sport. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But but yeah, no, those are those are probably my top two favorite (laughs) sports to watch. Honestly, they're they're so they're actually entertaining. They're so entertaining. True. Okay, here we go. Um, From Hanabai. Do do you know any foreign languages or are there any that you would want to learn? Uh, Well, since I'm half Filipino, my mom tried teaching me like Filipino and stuff like that. Mm. And I just did not, it did not stick with me whatsoever. Um, but, uh, I mean, is there a point in time where I would like to at least learn more of it? Eh, if I, if I have time on my hands, sure. Um, but as for an actual language I'd like to learn, I mean, it's a good question. Cause they're like, I did take French in middle school and I took Spanish in high school. And those were sort of like, they're the basic langu- languages, but um, like, I mean, like I, I at least dabbled with them and I yeah. got the gist of them. Um, but I mean, like, I mean, there's like the, the generic cliche answer of I want to learn Japanese. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, Japanese is, is, is like, it's pretty cool. Honestly, it's a cool language. Yes. But it's very hard and I don't really <laughs> <Fuck> have, yes, <laughs> I don't have an interest in learning hard languages right now. Um, I mean, to be honest, I could like if if anything, if there's a language that would probably help me out in the current career path I am currently in, it would probably be Dutch. Funny enough. (laughs) Yeah, I could see that because a good majority of my fan base (laughs) is Dutch. So, I mean, I've had Dutch friends and they've tried teaching me languages or at least they've spoken in Dutch near me. I'm just like, what in the flying fuck? Are you saying? <laughs> and it's like I remember one instance where it's like, uh, this uh, yeah, one of my one of my Dutch friends was like sort of walking me around uh one of the cities and shit, and like she points at like one of the signs and it's like, can you tell me what you think that says? And like I <laughs> of course it just looks like fucking like spaghetti, and I'm just like uh, does it mean um, like, like super or something? And she's like, no, it means frightened. And I'm just like, where in the <laughs> fuck is the correlation? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, but I, it's like, I mean, I mean, if anything, though, it's like that would probably be the one language that would benefit me, if anything, uh, yeah. which I mean, I'm well, all, all, down the, all the Dutch people speak English anyway. So like, oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's why it's like I don't really have an uh, that's why I'm not. Like going full force into learning it right now because yeah, literally everyone who's who at least is is Dutch knows English at least to a very large degree, if if anything. But yeah, I'm not I'm not concerned if anything. <laughs> I remember um, when we were at you know that Airbnb that um, we we stayed at the, the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, beforehand um, when Jordan was around, uh, Ruben Durand came over for a bit, mm-hmm. um, so Proto could use the CDJs and. Um, yeah. When he was there, Jordan and him just started speaking in Dutch. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Because it's like, God. whenever I've spoken to Jordan, it's always been in English. And it's like so mm-hmm. like fucking mm-hmm. weird. It's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, Dutch is a weird-ass yeah. language. Yeah, That's it's kinda... it's very it's very 
alien, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, but apparently, though, if you're an English speaker, yeah, it's, it's apparently the easiest to learn. Yeah. Which makes no sense to me. I don't know how that's the case, but all right, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'll, I'll take whoever's word for that is. Um, but all right. Yep. Okay, here we go. Ico from Ico. If you could be any kind of box, what box would you be? Uh, hmm. The generic answer is cardboard box, of course. Um, I would say, hmm. What kind of box would I be? Hmm. Damn, this is this is actually a fucking tough question <laughs> because it's like, all right, does do is luggage. Like, like, can, sort can, of a box, sort of a box. So, all right, let's define what a box is. It's basically something. Oh, shit. Is this is the fucking it's some, philosophy. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that is rectangular or square that can have be that can have items placed inside of it and then sealed up. Right? Yeah. Can we all agree with that? Okay. Well, maybe like a cuboid. Uh, yeah, some sort yeah. of cube type of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say, and this is just because it's the only thing on my mind right now, for whatever fucking reason, a pelican case. Um, if Do you know what a pelican case is, though? Uh, maybe? I'm trying to think. Let's look it up. Pelican case. Oh, yeah, one of these. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, 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 one of these like rugged ones with like the fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. and all that shit. And yeah. the and and the reason I don't know why I would want to be a pelican case, but I think it's just because of the fact that it's like I don't know. It's like it's it's iconic. <laughs> I, guess it's, I guess it is iconic. It's a classic. And it's like yeah. it's uh yeah I don't know. It's just it's a cozy looking case. If you if there was like a human sized pelican case or whatever, <laughs> it's like and you look at you like you see the insides of these things with all the sort of pre cut foam and all that sort of stuff. It's like yeah, I could I could stay in there, you it's know. Like the fucking modern Dracula. Of a coffin, he comes out of a pelican case. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I guess a pelican case would be one. Um, either that or a milk crate. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> um, from, from Snoopy, um, and this is the real Snoopy from um, Charlie Brown. Uh, oh, yeah. Do you enjoy Tropical House? Do I enjoy Tropical House? Um... I mean, you don't have to say yes to this. Don't worry. Well, I, the thing is, the thing is, it's like, realistically, if someone plays it, I'm not disgusted by it. Well, like, I'll, uh, I'll say the only the only genres I'm disgusted by are country Ooh. and and banda. And Banda is basically the, fuck is the Banda? it's the Latino version of country. <laughs> Look, there's some um, good country songs. Just, I mean, the thing is, it. all right, this this is just going to turn into a discussion about country. <laughs> the thing is with country, at least within uh 
current day is that everything is the same. Oh, Everyone's yeah. doing country. that stupid, <laughs> yeah, unnecessary country, yeah. twangy voice. Yeah. And the structuring's all the same. Everything's all the same. Yeah. It's pointless. It's a waste of space and a waste of energy, in my opinion. But yes, like earlier day, like like Johnny Cash, for yeah. example. Like that's great. Like Classic I accept Americana, that. Classic Americana, you know that kind Classic of. Classic Americana, yes. Yeah. Like that does not offend me at all because it's actually good. It's actually good, you know. <laughs> um, but but no, like any any country, I'll say, circa two thousand to today, is just shit in, in my honest opinion. Um, but but yeah, like Tropical House and stuff, like I prefer that. Like honestly, over that, or or even like like remember Big Room House? Remember when that was a thing? Dude, Big Room That's... House. It's, it's gonna twenty twenty is gonna be the year of the Big Room <laughs> House comeback. I'm calling it now. Fucking like, hell. Stocks and more lyrics. Um, but honestly, like like I guess a better question is like, would I listen to it deliberately? No, I probably would not. Um, I'd listen to Lo-Fi House over over Tropical House, honestly. Um, deliberately um, but uh, but yeah I mean that's that's just because it's like I don't know it, something about lo-fi house or something like that as just an example it just strikes a chord with me more so than tropical so yeah yeah, yeah fair wait so the, so Snoopy's asking does that mean that you like hard style then do I like hard style I did have a hard style phase not gonna lie <laughs> I did um, I did listen to a good amount of Headhunters uh, for a, for a hot minute. Um, I even did have a fucking Speedcore era. That oh my was, fucking god, yes, that was strange. Dude, um, but, uh, Speedcore, man. Hey, it's man, it, it, you have to dig deep for it, but yeah. it's there. Man, listen to uh, Chameleon shit. It's like it's <laughs> shit, man. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, like I can talk about like other like electronic music genres that are outside of the drum and bass scope that I really enjoy. Yeah. And it's like, uh, like, yeah, like I said, lo-fi house. I really enjoy. Um, <clears throat> there's also like, like Jersey club. I, I do enjoy, <laughs> uh, footwork as well. Uh, be more, which is also more stringent of footwork. Um, but also, uh, bits and pieces like, um, like IDM, such as like Square Pusher and like Aphex Twin, in a sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I do also really like, uh, well, what? Like, um, like ambient, not ambient in a sense where it's like, it's just a fucking chord for 12 minutes. <laughs> I'm more so talking about like, like on Instagram, it's, it sort of just like sort of came upon me like, a, like in a really weird time. But, I ended up like getting like fed these, these uh these short videos uh, like through the explore page of like, um, these these guys who are doing tape loops on cassettes, and are playing them through like really old uh like four track uh tape players and stuff, yeah. and it's like something about like the 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 grit and like the the warble of things like. It's ambient, obviously, but it's still, it's it's more texturized, if anything, and I really enjoy that. Um, and also, like, if uh, there's also periods of time, like, sort of in a similar vein, uh, 
like same sort of concept of that, but just done in Euro rack. Um, I really enjoy. Um, so it's like, yeah, those are those are at least the primary uh, sort of electronic music genres I tend to like go out of the way and deliberately listen to, if anything. Hmm? What about rhythm? Rhythm? I mean, <laughs> eh. Rhythm is like jump up to me. It's just, it's just like, why, why is it it's very so mindless? Yeah, but it's yeah, fun, you know, it's, it's mindless, yeah, but it's, it's fun, right? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. I, I, that's a a very good way to put it. Yeah, yeah. it's mindless but fun music. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's even still though, it's like it's not something I'd deliberately listen to unless it's like I don't know, someone's sending it over for like critique or some shit like that or whatever. Yeah. So. Alrighty, and then the final, the final question from Lenny, and this is the most important question. Oh shit! Oh fuck! All right. Oh, yeah, you thought the fucking train question was the most important <laughs> question, right? Well, actually, Storm will probably have the other important question after this one. But what is your opinion on the letter H? Oh, letter H. Yeah. <sighs> Don't fuck it up now. I mean, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to gather my thoughts entirely on the letter <laughs> letter H. Dude, it's, that's, that's uh, a lot you can say, man. I mean, it is. It is the second letter in my last name, and it's one letter away from the first letter in my first name. So I mean, I don't. I don't have any haste towards it. Ah, uh, it starts with an H. That's good. <laughs> um. I mean, will there be a point in time where the letter H will, will cause me to have a fit of rage? Maybe. I don't know. The future is always uncertain. That's true. But for now, for now, I think it's an okay letter. Ooh. I have no qualms with at the at this current moment of time. Now maybe, thin maybe ice, man. within the next within the next 30 seconds, my opinion may may be one. <laughs> But who knows? We don't know what's 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 ahead in the next thirty seconds. Yeah. Until so it becomes the, now. The correct answer there was um, it's the best letter. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you did get it there. Second, second time's the charm. I'll fill in for Storm. <laughs> Storm always asks this question, but he forgot to this week because he's a f- fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> in the next thirty seconds, I will be publicly hanged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Storm just asked it now. What was the worst question? <laughs> What this was the my, worst this question? This is my favorite one every week now. What was the worst question you got asked? Don't you're not allowed to see the train one. I'm not allowed to see the train one. The train Shit. one's amazing. Otherwise, every artist will say the train one every well, of week. Of course. It's boring. But yeah. Even though that's fucking the best fucking going. question. Worst question. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> that's such a good question too because it's like <laughs> it's such it's such a critical type of critique as well yeah. um but it's like <sighs> to be honest you know to be honest mm-hmm. i can't remember what fucking questions were asked like an hour ago <laughs> let alone 30 minutes ago so <laughs> that i mean safe answer to avoid offending anybody <laughs> technically yes i but cannot simultaneously, recall <laughs> simultaneously um it also means nothing was so shit in a way that it, could, it caused me to remember it, like it very specifically and just give it such disdain. Uh, disdain. So, 
I think every I think all questions. All right, I can say it like this: all questions were shit equally. Hey, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we can we can we can wrap up. Um, cool. Oh, and Omnifest. Yes, it's happening. You're hyped. Yes, because I'm hyped. Yes, yeah. I'm looking yes. forward to hearing your I, set. I I you know it's I, I was telling Storm about this. And I was mm. like, because twenty a twenty minute set is it's not a very long amount it's not long no it's it's heinously short <laughs> but i i took up the challenge and and i i i i did it within like i i did it live and shit like that because like i i hate doing things yeah like doing mixes within a daw um yeah three minute seven minute long songs um but but no it was it, it it forcibly made me mix in a way that is like that I generally never serve mix. Um, but I still like I listened to, I listened back to it just to make sure that wasn't shit. And I still enjoy that set. So for okay. for those of you who are hyped for the set at Omnifest, uh, is it's a good one. I think it's a good so. one. Hey, well, speaking of speedcore, I got speedcore in my set. <laughs> <laughs> fucking good right dude it's gonna be good i'm looking for oh I'm so man <laughs> that's this is gonna be something else God damn. dude the transition from the speed course i don't want to say it's not my aim <laughs> <laughs> i just want to say i this is personally the set i've made is probably my favorite set because it's fucking whack <laughs> <laughs> just gotta um, just gotta just gotta you know yeah a little hype to it all you know? yeah 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 okay um cool you're working on anything anything coming up that you want to plug uh actually this ties in perfectly to my omnifest set um there will be a couple new tunes from me they're collaborations um but they're still new tracks for me Ooh. um hopefully one of them will be released by sometime in the summer Okay. And I roughly have the beginnings of another EP in the works. Um, so that may be released probably at the end of the year. Possibly. I just have to kick my ass and get into gear so everything's finished. But uh, but yeah, no, I got I got stuff in the works. It's not going to be like another sort of episode where I spend a year off and no music and then like hey there's like four tracks <laughs> no it's uh no i'm actually sort of at least consistently having uh some sort of stream of tunes that i can sort of put out there and uh be enjoyed so i hope you guys will enjoy him as well hey. great and are there any links that you want to plug any socials uh you can visit my website uh boxplot.xyz and that is where you'll find all my socials <laughs> hey cool and then of course we do need to close off uh the episode saying uh this episode of omni ask was sponsored by squarespace go to squarespace i'm joking um you know it's funny my website was actually made with squarespace Dude, we, we're going to get that sponsorship one day, man. Hell yeah, dude. dude I'm down for that. Let's get that happen. shit. Yeah. Do it up. 
Cool. Okay. Um, great. I think that's everything. I think we can close off now. So uh, see y'all next week for the Fowler. Ask me anything. And thanks again for coming on, man. Uh, no take- problem. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Great. Okay. Take care, everyone. Goodbye. Oh,